Hey, Mar. Andrew. What's going on? You got a uh, divorce again, I heard? Yeah, I did. Want to talk about it? Yeah, I do. All right, ready? <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Welcome. To? The? Happy? Never. After? Pod. <laughs> Podcast is one word. I know, but that's why it's funny. <laughs> Welcome to the Happy Never After podcast. Why are you mouthing the words, Sandro? <laughs> do you do that every time? I don't. Sometimes I just <laughs> want to mouth them. I'm pretty mouthy. You are mouthy. I'm gummy. You are. Do I have cream cheese in my face? Anywhere? Uh, yeah. <laughs> How did that happen? I don't know. Oh, weird. Did you already? What <laughs> What happened? Did you smell it? Well, I had a friend. Played a little prank on Mara. <laughs> did the old, uh, your cream cheese smells. And then she smelt it, and then I hit her in the face. Shoved it in my face. <laughs> You're a fucking kid. You're a baby. Uh, you look like a baby. <laughs> I hope, wish I did, man. No, you do, though. You, you're built like a baby. You have no hair on your body. <laughs> it's true. If it wasn't for your, if you shaved your head, you'd be a little four-month-old infant. <laughs> your dick is way smaller, though. You got your little tiny old dick. Well, <laughs> I'm just yours. kidding. It's pretty. That's yeah, it's yours. ours. Yeah. It's ours. He has children, so. Uh. Oh, so you think if a guy has a kid, his dick's big? You think that's a thing? <laughs> bigger than yours. You don't think I could have a kid because my dick is too small? <laughs> I could throw the cum in there. I could throw it in. Hold still. I'm running at you. I could Hold still. <laughs> I'll turkey baste her, man. Open your legs. Open your legs. <laughs> First of all, I can have a kid. I can have a baby. My cum is strong. My dick might not be, but my cum is a fighter. How do you know? Huh? How many, how many pregnancy scares have you had? 36 now <laughs> more than I've had sex if you're out there and you're pregnant it's probably me <laughs> one girl actually accused me of impregnating her who uh someone I just made up no 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 for real I was dating an Ecuadorian girl she was tough she didn't like me and uh she uh she said she was pregnant and I lost it I was like oh my god I'm gonna be a father I'm not ready I still you know a lot of nails. girls do that as a trick. Yeah, and then I found out, she told me later that it was an atopical pregnancy. Do you know what that is? Mm -hmm. It's when the uh, over or when the egg, it's like outside the ovary, yeah. right? Inside the body. It's inside the outside, outside the, the ovary. ovary. Inside the body. Outside. The ovary. <laughs> then, yeah, and then, you know, you can't have a baby that way. Mm -hmm. And, uh. And then uh, also, she was probably lying. Yeah, and I was wearing a condom every time. But why would she and lie? Your pants. Why would she lie? <laughs> yeah, and my pants. But why would she lie? Because that's what girls do to trick you into committing. Yeah, but wouldn't the gig or jig, gig jig, <laughs> wouldn't the jig be up? No, because she, she could just say, oh, it was in the fallopian tubes and um, it wasn't viable. So. I got my period and lost a baby. And then she gets like sad. She gets sad dinner. Yeah, like, because I felt, oh, I felt I feel horrible. That, yeah, you know. see? She gets, she gets all this attention because hmm. you believed her. <laughs> I should have known with my little dick that I couldn't I impregnate her. Had we known hmm. each other. I've, I, ne I didn't know that was a science <laughs> thing. Did you know that, Marshall? What? That little dicks can't get women pregnant? No. Hmm. Interesting. 
Yeah. Well, anyways, I got a big dick, and this is all a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I got a monster. Got a hole going. Got a monster yeah. down there. That's what my dad eats. I got a monster down there. That's what your dad says? Yeah, my dad always says. That's what my dad used to say. <laughs> I got a monster down there. Don't you hate when people always do the quotes for uh, my daddy used to say? Oh, my daddy, he used to say. Hey, the shadow is spitting in the wind. You should probably stay in. Oh, that's, oh, what, my that's da- what my daddy used to say. My daddy used to say, man, he used to say, hey, if you're going to pick up the snow, it better be beach sand. That's what my daddy used to say. What did your daddy used to say? Well, uh, ice cream's cold. You probably standing in the freezer. <laughs> my daddy said something similar. He would go, hey, man, hey, if the ice cream's melted, you're probably in the pantry. That's what my daddy said. What about your daddy? That's very similar. Oh, my daddy used to always say, like, oh, oranges. That's it? Didn't want to that? That's interesting. My daddy, my daddy, something similar to that. My daddy used to go, uh, hey, Andrew, get away from that ledge, Okay. <laughs> That's what my daddy used to always say. <laughs> my dad was like, get, get, get closer to that ledge. Get, Damn, get closer. That, man, that's him. Our daddies are pretty silly. Hey, that's like, like what? Maybe we have the same daddy. My daddy used to go, you go, hey, Andrew, you know, war isn't good, but sometimes it's all right, you know? That's what he used to say, dude. My dad used to say, war, huh? Good God, son. What is it good, good for? Oh. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. Mostly the economy. Yeah. Yeah. My daddy, same thing, man. I swear. It's similar lives we led. I mean, our, our daddy said a lot. My mom, my mom one time said, uh, "Your daddy don't don't really know anything," and then and she left. <laughs> <laughs> That's what mama used to say. <laughs> I don't remember one quote my dad ever said. Do you really remember one? If you really think. No, my dad used to just. Uh, do song quotes to us? Oh, what song? Like Scorpion, uh, White Snake song. <laughs> White Snake? Yeah. He'd Isn't come that up with Cherry like Pie? Ted Nugent, uh, air guitar. He'd just walk around and air guitar. We'd be just trying to go to bed and he'd just be getting in our way, just like air guitaring. We're like, Man, you must, have learned, we you must have learned a lot from that. <laughs> <Or> like, <laughs> I was like, I feel like I'm so much more musically inclined now. <laughs> and those are the life lessons you're going to take with you, darling. <laughs> You'll have a camel toe one day because I played air guitar. Oh, and annoyed the piss out of you. Yeah. Yeah. My dad, yeah, no quotes. I, it's weird when people are like, I remember when I was, you know, they have these memories when they're like six or seven. No one remembers that shit. My dad used to, I mean, my dad would do cool shit with us. Like really cool shit, I thought. Like, like he what? would, uh, we had these stairs that went down to the lake mm-hmm. and uh, we would take plywood and put it all down the stairs so it was just one flat surface and then we built a ramp and I had my incredible Hulk bike and I would just ride it down the stairs and uh, off the end of the dock. Oh, into that's the awesome. Water. It was awesome. My incredible Hulk bike is down in that lake somewhere. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't it, find it the last time. That was the last time that you ever rode the, the bike? Time. Yeah. Then incredible I got a Hulk, red huh? BMX bike with pegs. Hell yeah. What kind? Uh, Do I don't know. It was just... There was like Mongoose, the there was GT. It had no label. Did it have pegs? It did have pegs because uh, I bought them and I put them on. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Back pegs? Uh, yeah, back and front. Did you ever have was, three people at one time and I, get no, crazy? No, never did. I was very afraid of people falling off. I just still like to jump around. Hell yeah. You ever yeah. do an endo? 
I don't know what that is because I had no brothers. Oh. Do you <laughs> so. know an endo? Did you ever ride a bike, Marshall? Yeah. Yeah. What, the ones with the high tires and no, black no, and no, white? No, baby. <laughs> I, had a, I had a red bike with the high handlebars. Oh, and you just used to cruise? Oh, You're a big cruiser? Sales, man. We used to have games where we used to go after each other. and Yeah, it was good. What game is that? You know, like hide and seek, but on bikes. Damn. In the whole freaking neighborhood. So where would you hide with your bike, though? You when know, people would be like, I'm, oh, the bike's right there. It was there. private home, so around the sides. Yeah. And I had a really cool bike. Didn't they catch you with your hair? They're like, oh, there's no, Marshall's hair. No, I didn't hair. have long hair then. <laughs> no? No. When did you start growing that baby out? When I uh, graduated high school. Yeah, and you left home, and you're like, fuck you, Dad. I'm growing my hair out. I'm going to listen to the Hell, who. Hell, man. Power to the people. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Did you go to Woodstock? No, I, I was at sleepaway camp counseling, and I missed. I couldn't go. Because mm. it's three days. Your I feet would have looked good in the mud. Oh, man, they would have felt good. <laughs> you shut the fuck up. <laughs> you opened up Mr. there Tat for a little man. bit, though. That was nice. That was nice. It was, he was vulnerable for a sec. Yeah, real vulnerable. Had his cruiser. That's cool. What yeah. camp? Camp Cuma. Cuma? <laughs> what what is that? I don't know. Now you say it. Cuma. Cuma. <laughs> I was a camp counselor. Yeah, I bet you were. I really was for four weeks, and they asked me never to come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really Are am. you serious? Yeah. Why'd you get fired? I actually hooked up with a female in a butt. Come wait, on. Wait, wait, wait. Take that out. That's, this is why we don't ask you questions. <laughs> Did you fuck a kid? Did you blow a kid down there, camp? Did you suck the kid? Did you suck his dick, kid? <laughs> You're such a fucking idiot. You, this is why you're like, you live in the 1910s. <laughs> Did you fuck the kid in the ass? <laughs> <laughs> fucking no humor. <sighs> Anyways, so. <laughs> they fuck him. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, what you get? Because <laughs> I fucked a kid. No, no, I didn't fuck a kid. I fucking. Well, they were sixteen. No, 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 no. I um hooked up with another counselor, and we were late per uh, curfew. And then my coaching skills weren't that great. I wasn't really paying attention. Well, you not paying attention? It's weird. It's weird. You think I'd be great at it? <laughs> but yeah, no, I. Uh, it's like how I got fired from CCD. Oh, you got fired from CCD? Yeah, from teaching kids about Christianity and what Catholicism. Happened? Uh, I just let them do whatever they wanted as far as like seating arrangements went. And then we would get done with the book in like five minutes. And then I would just play a game that was more about life lessons and uh, got fired. Sounds like you're a great teacher. I know. I was a really good teacher. I just wasn't in their the movies. Curriculum. It's always like. Oh, they're going off script. Oh my God, they're doing something different. They're connecting with the kids. Yeah, and the but nuns in real are life, like, yeah, that shit. yeah, don't get off the page. That's real life. They are like, no, you stay here in lane, or you're fucking fired. But you only, it's you can't spend an hour going over one page. You get through that stuff fast. Mm -hmm. I mean, I knew all the answers immediately. Yeah, right away. <laughs> you knew all the words. I knew all of them. I was like, kids, I'm going to give you the answers, and let's go do some fun shit. Yeah, okay. let's go do fun. Let's uh, paint Mars toenails and put leather pants on her for a big yeah, date. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Did you ever bring a man into church? <laughs> I went to my first husband's church uh, where Ooh. his ex-wife, uh, like we were going to go pick up the kids so we went to church 
And we sat in one pew, and they sat in mm. another one. And then at the end, the priest was so mean to me. Really? Yeah. You just sat there by yourself, or you sat no, no, there no. with the husband? Yeah, with the husband. And then the kids and the ex was in the other side? Yeah, but it was the church that they, their family church, that oh they went God. to they got all married together. In? Yeah. Where you got fired from? Yeah. No. <laughs> Were you married at the time? With? I wasn't married yet, no. Was there a lot of tension there? Uh, I mean, I was kind of like... Oh, birds and butterflies, and I really wasn't paying attention, but... Uh, oh, because you were 19 or yeah, 20 or whatever. Yeah, 19. I was like, whatever. And then all of a sudden, the priest wouldn't make... I, I was like, hi, and he wouldn't shake my hand, and uh, he wouldn't give Jason uh, communion, and it was just real bad. You wouldn't give him a cracker? No, no crackers. Man, I don't really understand the cracker. What does it taste like? Why are you uh, looking at me? I don't know. I forgot. I literally remembered you were a dirty Jew when I started looking at you. I forgot. I forgot. It tastes like those one way, those uh, awful crackers that you guys have, the sheets of crackers. The you things? guys. Matzah? <laughs> matzah, yeah. It yeah. tastes like that. Oh. It does. I was like, why do people buy this? You could just get it from my church for free. <laughs> Matzah actually has a taste to it. It has like a, I can't really explain it. It's not great, but it's not terrible, you know? You put a little chopped liver on there. <laughs> you put a little chop right there, Marshall. You put chopped liver no, on I there. I put chopped liver. Oh, no. Gross, disgusting. Oh, I like, no, I like Huh? Egg matzo with butter. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's actually pretty good. And with the cinnamon and stuff, right? And uh, people to put on it. I'm not really That's why I'm going to go in with a little condiments to church next time. Hey, uh, before. Before you Oh, yeah. Can out. I throw some mayonnaise on the cracker? <laughs> <laughs> Bring, I brought in my own bologna. He's for, always trying to find a cool way to eat it because everybody always seems so cool about Like, think about it. how much bigger the church would be if they handed out, like, nacho cheese to, or Cool Ranch, <laughs> right? I would line up. Yeah, but their hands would get so dirty. Yeah. I'd, lick, I'd suck his fingers. <laughs> Are you they kidding me? put it on I'd go tongue. at the end. I'd go at the end. Oh, I remember the old ladies were, I was like, well, you know, you can put, just put your hands up. And they're like, or you can just put your tongue out. I'm like, that is so gross. <laughs> they feed you like a horse. Yeah, they're like, you just walk up and you go, <sighs> you go, amen. Isn't that funny? <laughs> then like 10 years later, you're doing it for ecstasy like or acid. <laughs> what uh, was that? <laughs> uh, I just had an experience. I never, um, yeah, I never ate the cracker. And I went to a Christian school. Yeah, you don't get to. Yeah. It's Christian. Go, right? Yeah. Yeah. You don't get it. Yeah, they had a separate line for us. What did you have? No, I'm just kidding. They didn't give us anything. Bagel bites at the end. <laughs> no, they didn't give us anything. <laughs> I don't know. It was, uh, I was actually talking to uh, someone last night about, because he went to my high school, and we were talking about how the kids were anti-Semitic, but then they'd also take a bullet for you. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's kind of funny to think about, like, like the kind of guy that would be like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll take a bullet for you, but I'm also going to call you a dirty Jew on the way out. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you also, you know, you hear that and it's like, well, you know, he's an asshole, but dude, he would do anything for you if it really, but it never comes to push the shit. Like, it never comes to that, you know? If, it, if, if trouble, if you're really in trouble, he'd be there. But in the meantime, he's going to call you a dirty Jew, you know? I don't Last know. night at the bar, somebody came in. I, uh, I work with a guy from Macedonia. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got a very strong accent. Great guy. Superhuman. Uh, and he, some guy comes in and he's had too many drinks and he's like, I know you guys steal. To the guy? To, he said, no, the patron oh. said it to my bartender. So then I st- I was cut. I was like closing up and getting ready. And I start, I was like 
excuse me? So then I look over and he's like, if I see any European wear on my credit card, I'm going to come back and kill you. And I was like, you can get your racist fucking asshole what, what out of here. What does the customer here. look like? Uh, just some, like, some, like some dude from South Carolina just in a golf shirt. Did he think he was being funny? Yeah, he thought he was hilarious, but then it was real funny when I got him kicked out of the bar. Oh, you got him kicked out? I was like, yeah, we don't do racism here, so you can get the fuck out. And, and then, the bouncer came over? Well, no one came over at first, and Jovan was like, it's okay, I get it all, it's okay. And I was like, it's not okay! <laughs> so I was like, I was like, yeah, he needs to go. So I just called, I was like, high priority, we have walkies. And they came, and they were like, you gotta go. I was like, later, later, dude. You did the surfer thing? <laughs> Later, brah. Later, brah. Hey, brah. Later, Later, brah. Don't let the door hit you on the way out, brah. And then, hey. And then I told hey. Jovan, I was like, nobody puts baby in the corner. I really did say that. I Look was at like, you sticking that. up. That was pretty awesome. Well, if so, who's, who else will do that? I don't know. Oh, would stick up for him? Yeah, somebody's got to do it. It's hard when you can't stick up for yourself because you don't speak English well enough to like talk shit to someone. Yeah, it's also weird to stick up for yourself in a situation like that because it's better if somebody else does it. Because you don't want to feel like they're getting to you. Yeah, because yeah. he's got he has to maintain his pride. Hey, but that South Carolina guy, man, he would take a bullet for him. He would. If it came down to I it, mean, we're eventually. all Americans. <laughs> we're all Americans. His friend just kept going, I'm sorry, he's had a few. And I go, I don't care. I yeah. don't care. I said, so he's had a few, so his racism now gets to come up? I feel, like, I feel like sometimes when people from small towns, like, come into the city, they, like, get a lot of anxiety, so they get fucking shithouse, because they don't know how to deal with how New York. Behave. And then they're like, well, I ain't a New York. Like, they, like, go extra hard on being Southern and conservative, because they're in New York, and they're showing, well, that ain't me. I'm here, but New York ain't me. I ain't New York. I ain't New York. I ain't no big city folk. I'm fucking, I'll call anyone a weird uh, European with your tight clothes and your chains, <laughs> wearing a chain. You weirdo. You weirdo with your greasy hair and stuff. Thank God we got to go back to our southern accents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just figured out a way to get southern again. I don't care how big this city is, man. I'll freaking run a tractor right through Times Square and down, man. Bang, oh, dang, oh, man. You know? <laughs> I wore my fanciest golf shirt for this. This is shit. This place is shit, man. <laughs> You're telling me I can't wear my fucking Tevas? I can't wear my Tevas? I got socks on. I got socks on with the Tevas. I got socks. I got two pairs of socks. And you're telling me I can't get in with my Tevas. Look at ringing old European face, man. What's he? I bet you he's illegal, man. What's he doing touching my drink with his dirty illegal hands, man? Davis. I did tell uh, these twenty-one-year-olds from your from your hometown. Uh, I got Florida? him into yeah. I got him into uh, the blonde for her twenty-first birthday, mm -hmm. and I was like, um, because she was just in like little jean shorts, and I go, uh. Dress better than you are. Okay, see you later. I was like, bye, wear heels. Oh, because you got them in? Yeah. Oh. Because they can't get in unless they dress up. I hate dress codes, though. Speaking of that Southern guy, Speaking I hate this. <laughs> I think you should be able to get in anywhere with Tevas. By the way, your toes look a little better. They're not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get a picture we forgot last time. Okay, and the fans things. are asking for it. They, oh, they really, really are. They oh, actually well, one are. guy, one real creepy guy really wants <laughs> to see them. Oh, get my cheese yeah. in his nacho cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Nacho Diaz. Nacho Diaz. 
<laughs> oh man! Wait, those are from another century. Ugh. Dinosaurs would be like, "What is that? <laughs> what are those fossils?" I don't even know how you walk around, man. God, they make me sick. We should sell shirts with those on them for no money. No one would buy. <laughs> Your hair's so nice too. Like the top, it's like real bookended. You got disgusting feet. Are you feet. gonna ask him for money or something? What's going on? Who? Asmar? Oh, with yeah. the hair? He You're does have beautiful of, hair. He does have beautiful hair. He's what? Per- perplexed? What are you? <laughs> Perplus? What no. are you? Perplus? No. I what? keep changing. What are you? Something do you conditioner? Coca- yeah, you have to, man. You <laughs> fucking idiot. Do I use conditioner? How often you wash your hair? I don't. Ever. It's natural, baby. Just like that. <laughs> no, I wash. That's what you do like once fuck. every four days. No. They tell you to nah. wash it, not wash it that much. Every four days? I wash mine every eight. Bullshit. No, I'm not lying. Every eight days? Yeah. I wash it every day. Every day? Yeah, baby. <laughs> Come on, mama. You yeah. wash soap and conditioner? Soap and Yes, it's called shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> shampoo and conditioner? Yeah. yeah? Yes. Yes, sir. How much conditioner you put in? Enough of my hands, man. Yeah. How much money do you think you've spent on conditioner in your life? A few thousand. No. Ten? Probably twenty. Ten though? Maybe twenty thousand. Since much high is school? Each? About yeah. ten, twelve dollars. Oh. Each so you're going like okay, so you're going like Dwayne Reed. Oh, I go to CVS. Yeah, yeah. And I var- no, I buy I don't go buy the real shit. I buy the real shit. That's why I like to spread it out. Yeah. <laughs> I want it to last <laughs> yeah, a year. Yeah, yeah. My hair might be disgusting, but it is expensive. <laughs> I use the pricey shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Spend $100, but uh, it lasts me four years. I just use my roommate <laughs> shit, whatever they got. Andrew! What I'll do is uh, I got a good move. You don't do that. This is a great move. Okay, yes, I'm going to teach you guys something so at home. Okay, this is a great move. If you have roommates, this is what you do. You go out, you buy the Old Spice three for one. Which you get, you know, does your hair, face, and body. You buy that. Ladies, this is especially for you. Yeah. So this is what you do. You buy that. And then I live with two women roommates. So what I do is I'll use their nice products. And then, but I'll be like, oh, no, I got the three for one. It's a good alibi. So that's a, for the kid. My daddy used to say, you buy Old Spice, three for one. You get, (laughs) you you smart, man. That's what my daddy used to say. My daddy used to say, when when in doubt, eat your old spice. My daddy used to say, man, hey, if you own, you better spice it up a little bit. So, my daddy. My daddy used to say, if you got old spices, that's your... your, your, your." Let us know what your daddy used to say out there, because our daddy said a lot. Three for one. I'm telling you, it's smart. But you can't do it if your other roommate does it, because then it just cancels out. I don't. I don't understand body wash. Okay, Can you explain so, that to me. Is what do you what mean? Do you mean? It's soap? I use soap. Body wash. Like I just don't bar? get the soap. What yeah. do you use? Dial. No, I get some really good stuff. Why do you use body wash? Like my children have body and wash. It's moisturizes. But you gotta squirt it like you're at a gym. And I shit. know my Dove. I have like this huge one that I bought. Dove, Dove, yeah. And it like squirts at me, and I'm like, oh, it's coming at you. Oh boy, there it is. <laughs> Wait, do you use a uh, a loofah? I do use. A, I have three different exfoliating. 
My problem is with Listen. a loofah. I don't I don't uh, use a loofah, so I just squirt it in my hand. Yeah. But then the soap will run out pretty quick because yeah. I have my chest, my, my burly <laughs> chest hair. So I got to go right to my balls and grundle right away. <laughs> I got to get right in there because I'll ruin all, I'll use all the soap. But I if see. you use your soap on your chest, it will pour down you to would the think. grundle. It doesn't go anywhere. Why don't you just use fucking two ape. squirts? Uh-huh. Go chest and grundle. Oh. Like one squirt for each. Nah, it's one or the other for me. You know that. You only do one <laughs> squirt per shower? Uh, yeah. How do you do your ass? Oh, I haven't washed my ass in 30 years, bro. That shit is natural. No, I wash. No, I wash. I wash. I do a couple squirts. I don't know. But it is it is kind of tough with body wash to get. Unless you have a loofah. And I would do a loofah. I like a loofah. For I some reason, a loofah is not one. manly. But it, I think it's... Why Why do we label things? Like a loofah. Like, why is that not manly? Uh, Because it's called a loofah. So you think if we named it something like man sponge, like they did with the uh, dude spread? What did they do that with? Dude wipes. I saw that on Shark Tank. Dick lick. Yeah, yeah. Or di- dick wiper. <laughs> something Jesus. like ball ball, uh, ball clouds. Butthole vacuum. But- what? Daddy? Your daddy used to say that? No, but the, uh, yeah. I think if we changed the name of it, I guess we'd be fine. Yeah. So, Real. And it's like soft. Like, like guys, chainsaw. Guys can't have anything soft, you know? We can't take bubble baths. We can't do a loofah. We can't do... I'm sorry. If I was dating someone that was like, I'm going to go take a little tub. I'm going to go take a little bubble tub. Yeah. I'd be like, get out. Why, though? <laughs> because I need to be protected. And I don't feel like at the time when he's in the tub, that's when the intruder's going to come in. And I'm going to be like, I got it. Because yeah, I'm what not intruder? in a faggot ass tub. <laughs> Jesus. What intruder are you talking about, by the way? Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're going to have to cut out <laughs> most, uh, most of, of this. <laughs> Considering Mars wearing a cock ring on her neck right now. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> She's got a what cock ring for a necklace. What are you talking about? That, that was her third ex. It's, one, it's my daddy's. <laughs> That's your daddy's cock <laughs> ring. That's what he gave you when he it's died. He gave me when I got married the third time. He's like, you know, you took, you took my grandmammy's <laughs> ring the first win. You took my grandpappy's ring the second win. Here's my cock ring for the third one. <laughs> That's a beautiful so cock ring your dad had. Neck. That's so beautiful. I know. Did he, did he get a new one, you think? I like to put it in my mouth sometimes. I, yeah. Think about stuff. Oh, boy. <laughs> Maybe you use it as a uh, monocle, you know? You like the taste of it. Why does someone do. put that around his cock? Huh? I don't get it. A cock Just stay ring? stay hard. You stay hard. You get harder, I think. After Are like, you I, fucking kidding me? After your penis pump, you I'm not put kidding it. you about the definition of a cock ring. But we are joking about the fact that this is my actual father's cock. Yeah, it's not her father. I know. Just this little, this little one is. Yeah, that one. Ring. No, my, my. Have you ever used a cock ring? Uh, I've used a regular ring for my cock. <laughs> <laughs> I used a pinky ring. I no, I got a huge cock. Remember? And then. Uh, Have you ever used a vibrator with sex with a girl? Um. Have you ever DP'd with a v with a Vib? No, because I think I'd be like too uh, jealous of it. <laughs> Not jealous. I'd be like, "What? You, stop touching my fucking girl!" And he'd be like, "Bzzz, like, bitch, keep fucking talking shit." Bzzz. Yo, you making her come? I'll make her come. Bzzz. Fuck you, bro. That's how I get. I was like, "Get the fuck back! Get out of her pussy, man! Get out of her pussy!" You know, DP. That's in the. I mean, I guess. You, it could be in there. 
pussy butt. Usually you put it in the... You just put it on the clit. Asshole. Oh, you put it in the butt? Yeah, it's a DP, double penetration. What uh, are you fucking talking... Oh, really? Yeah. You, you put the vibrator that? in you the butt? You ain't never been with two dudes with your wife? No. <laughs> loser. loser. What a loser. You're getting One old, day. man. You have no time left. You, gotta... you had all these couches here. What are you doing with them? You didn't meet anyone that like you would bring in the bedroom? No. I do not understand that. There is nuts touching in that. Oh, with the two guys? Yeah. I, yeah, I've had one experience. I, I told you that experience. Oh, no, you no didn't. yeah, I did. What? The five some. No, yeah, our nuts didn't touch. Our nuts you, didn't touch. You didn't touch anyone. No, <laughs> no, I kissed and I went down on her. You went down on her? Oh, yeah, I went down on her. I did. Maybe I kept that out last time, you but I did go down on out. her. And then I couldn't get hard still. And Does your I think, tongue come out enough to go down on someone? I got, I got, yeah. <laughs> Um, I hope you have a big clit because oh, yeah. uh, this tongue is Look not mobile. Bring in a puss. Pretty good, dude. I fucking, I'm fast. Watch this, right? Time me. Let me see how many I can get in 30 seconds. Go, time me. Ready? Ready? Okay, do 10 seconds. Ready? Hold on. Who's going to watch my tongue? No one. you going to watch my tongue? You're watching my tongue. Do five seconds. Five seconds. Ready? 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 Calmar. Alright, wait, 10 seconds. One, two, three, go. Is this counting how many times I've thrown up? There's a lot going on over there. Ew, ew, How many? 72. 72, baby. Alright, now you go. Alright, Mara's up. Okay. I am not doing that. Come on. No. For the fans. Also, you should do 15 seconds because in the last two seconds, you were like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> No, that's how I do it. Well, 10 seconds was a little long. But 10 seconds? How long do you go down on a girl? No, but Eight you're not. Like, the whole time, you're like, Some of them just crashed. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Thanks. Let's see what you can do. You fucked up with some women. Come on, I seriously. Let's see how fast your tongue can go. No, I don't want to do Come that. on. What's wrong? <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> she did it. No, she did. No, no, no. This is years of practice. I also don't practice. <laughs> I don't practice that. I did kiss the mirror for a long time. <laughs> I used to make... Any... Huh? I haven't seen you in a week. Did you meet a woman no man we don't talk about that anymore we're just single we're just out there we're just having fun you know i'm not a ladies man i'm not approaching it i'm not attacking it i'm just living my life (laughs) now i will i'm sure next or when this comes out boy (laughs) good night Thank you and good night. Uh, you can probably sit on your speaker. You remember that in Howard Stern when the lady sat on the speaker? Yeah. Uh, was great. she naked? And he went, no. Um, yeah, no, she just sat on it. It's a and, great scene. Oh, it's such a good scene. Like from the his washing movie. machine? Oh. No, she sat on the, she had like a big speaker. Oh. And she put it down and then she sat on it and then Howard goes, and the bass made her come. Yeah, I, I mean, some women get that. Like the washing machine situation, or like they lay underneath the faucet in the tub. Oh, yeah, they yeah. put their legs. How do you get up. your legs there? You put your legs up. Oh, okay, I see. You lay flat and drown yourself. But yeah. uh, <laughs> man, are you excited? 
How'd she die? Well, happy. We <laughs> <laughs> don't let the water go. I know, but what if you have hair in the t- <laughs> the drain? Then the water just creeps up. I don't know. Oh, 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 I or see. Or if your big you ass is in laying a, over. You don't go in a dry tub and then just run the water. Yes, your, you do. Really? Yeah. Interesting. How else are you going to... I would think you would fill up the what, tub like a, a quarter. Tube? No, you'd fill it up a quarter. <laughs> and do Sitting what? in a dry tub is weird to me. I do that. That's the grub of bass. What? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I have a brand. It's called the grub of bass. <laughs> What's that? Go ahead. Just... Is it a sweatshirt and no. sweatpants that you call no, a man just... robe? <laughs> 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 oh man, yeah, that's a good business. <laughs> no, man, not. They've raised about forty, fifty grand already. Yeah, from idiots. <laughs> anyway, so what's your bath? There are a lot of people Just that voted the for water Trump. Run on my feet. Oh, you don't even go in the bath. Yeah, that's called oh, a pedicure. I go in the bath and I lay back and just let the water go on my feet. <sighs> I feel so bad for pee? the water. <laughs> Do I pee in the bath? Yeah, I would pee. No, it was good, man. You probably ruined. The- <laughs> Do you pee in the tub ever? Do you no, ever pee God, in the shower? No, no, no. Oh, I've peed in the club show a few times. I don't think That's... I'm ever going to drink New York water again. <laughs> I don't live in New York. It's not. Huh? It doesn't go directly into no. the water. His feet? With his feet? <laughs> If it goes into the sewer, He's out of it's Jersey. Out of Jersey uh, I don't, that's too close. I have my own <laughs> septic tank. I think you could ruin Flint, Michigan has nothing on your water feet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that. Oh, you man. look like wet hot dogs that are like dried up in the sun. Do you pee in the shower? Yeah. Sometimes I'll pee. This is a move I did for a while where I would just pee in the sh- in the bath instead of the toilet because it was I was that lazy. Wait, and what? then I would just run. I turned the faucet on, and I would just pee in the bathtub. He's disgusting. But I wouldn't be in it. I would just piss in it. Yeah, it was a weird phase. That's about- so weird. <laughs> with yeah, the two I know. women living with you? Uh, I haven't done it. Well, yeah, I have, but I, not much. <laughs> but I used to do it a lot when I lived alone. I don't know. It's like a weird thing I would do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. peed in the sink. I guess a couple times. I took a shit. Hold on. Hold the, huh? <laughs> How do you pee in the sink? You just sit in it. Why did you do that? Because uh, I was Why'd waiting. Why you do in, that? <laughs> I was waiting in line, and it was too long. Oh yeah, I've done that. Yeah, but not at home. Oh, you don't choose the sink. You said no, at, at the bar. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you're hammered. And you're like, I really have to pee, and no one's moving. You're like, Ooh. in college, yeah, so we do that. You just sit on the the sink. Yeah. And and you're like, you can wash your hands. You can keep washing your hands. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty badass. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. It's gotta be a strong sink. I went on a hike this weekend and we went, uh, we found like this secret lake and we went swimming and uh, peed That's in romantic. the lake. I know. Who'd you go with? Big dick, Big right? Dick. Yeah. So how was that? Uh, it was great. It was fine. It was nothing. No, how was the lake? I don't care how he is. It was really, I felt like I was trapped in the, in the notebook. Yeah. It was we we went on this hike, we went off the trail, we didn't follow the trail, we found this little opening with this old house that had just completely it's just like a little bit of rocks left with a fireplace and then A fireplace. Past, yeah, just the fireplace was standing and oh. the and a, a little bit of the shell of the house. So people died. <laughs> People died for our romantic moment. It was and so then, nice. The fireplace was the only thing my And then we went out to the rocks and we took the dogs out. Did you have sex the in water. the lake? No. Were there people around? Uh, like over by the island, we swam to the island and then laid out in the rocks for a little while and then swam back and 
hung out with the dogs and walked back and that was it. It's a beautiful date. It was a beautiful something. Do you feel like it's like everything's perfect except for the person? Who you're with? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does it make the person seem worse because everything else is yeah. so great? And you're like, God, I just wish. Some- I wish I this never happened. Wow. Yeah. I mean, originally. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. From the get go. I wish it would have been with someone because now it's just getting too foggy and I don't want it to be. I don't want it to go down relationship road at all. But but you're <laughs> swimming in lakes and you're <laughs> looking at fireplaces. Yeah. 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 That's hard. I just want it to be someone else. But at least you know your spot. <laughs> Thanks for, sp- for reminding this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take you to this restaurant no one knows about. Oh, thank you. Oh, by the way, I, uh, someone else is coming. Can you leave before the app gets here? <laughs> thank you for finding it, though. No, wow. because I I, uh, I went through his phone. Yeah. Because I had his phone. And uh, he's still talking to his ex-girlfriend. Wasn't that before this date? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was way before this date. And uh, it was just open. So I just went through it. And uh, I. it doesn't matter because I also am seeing other people. But I'm. But it just still is like, all right, this is reality. Andrew, you want people going through your phone? That's the other thing. Yeah, I mean, it is an invasion of privacy. I mean, luckily, my phone uh, is so greasy that no one wants to touch it. <laughs> and there's cheese on it. But I feel like everybody does it, though. Every girl does it. Goes through Go the through phone? Phones? Yeah. But if don't you, if don't, given an opportunity, we will do it. But do you feel like once you learn that, and whatever information, whether it's good or bad, well, I guess, when you if you bring it up, he's going to say you went through my phone. Yeah, so I don't bring it up. Oh, and you just let that stir up yeah, in you? just festers. Oh, that's good for I your know, soul. I know. And I saw him texting her the other day at a mic. And I was like, cool. How did you see it from the mic? Because I When have, you were on stage? <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. No, I just uh, I put a, a camera on him. No, I, uh, I was just over his shoulder. I can see, <laughs> I can see yeah. it. Wow. I have good That's eyes. Crazy. It's so weird though too because it's like you're not into him, but yeah. you, like but you're but you're going through his phone, you're looking over his shoulder. No, I like to have reasons. I like to have things for reasons that it would not work and I need reconfirmation all the time. I like those things. So you do reconnaissance. Yes. So That's a word like, I learn. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's an invasion of privacy. I think... I think it's also abusive to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, because this doesn't feel good. Mm-mm. Nope. Feels But what awful. if he had nothing on his phone, and then you would just keep looking for something else? Well, no, then I'd be like, cool. All right. Then I probably would have had the talk with him. Then I'd like, go through hey. the drawers. <laughs> no. Then oh, I'd be like, oh, so you're holding... Hey, so what, like, what, are you, what are we doing? I don't... Hmm. I probably would have, but there's no point in that now. That's why I'm like, I wish it never would have happened. Yeah. But you learn that information and you don't say, hey, let's be serious. But you then go to a lake and swim like you're in the notebook or in uh, Dirty Dancing. Well, I originally was going to go by myself. And then he texted me and he was like, hey, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I just got in the car. I can come grab you if you want. Oh, and you went and picked him up. And then you spent money for the gas and he rode with you. And tolls and lunch. (laughs) 
<laughs> my daddy used to say you are a fucking idiot you're an idiot yeah. my daddy said look through a boy's phone look over his shoulder if it's bad you take him on a nice date that's what my like daddy I've, I've been pretty honest about everything I mean who else would admit that they did that no I think it's great that you admit it I think a lot of women probably a lot of guys do it a lot of people are insecure but for the right reasons so much information's on someone's phone. I'm not saying that you should do it. I'm just saying that Why are you, you looking at me? I don't know. You could find out so much info. Do you and Lori have an open book policy on your phones? She, I don't have any reason to look on her phone. She looks on my phone every so often, but what she looks for? There, Who the right? fuck knows? She just goes, "Hey, give me your phone." She, yeah, no, I, she'll just pick it up if you know. Look at Texas. I honestly don't know why you could ask her that. I don't know. Well, there's like five different, there's texting, there's uh, online dating, Snapchat, Snapchat, Instagram. There's like nine different ways to to communicate communicate that you have to check. Don't worry. I checked them. You checked them all. I checked checked them all. all? Fuck yes, I did. What? This is not my first rodeo. (laughs) This is my 97th But you had the phone for a good amount of time. Like if if it's a quick check, what do you check first? The text? Text. Or do you check the dating apps? No, there's no, there was no dating apps. Oh, that's kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, Where's his ex-girlfriend live? Here. Oh. He has two here. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so that's that's not good. I know. Well, they're still seeing each other. Oh. It was like, oh, come over. What are you doing? Oh, mm. do this. And I was like, oh, well, here's a, here's a reason why I'm get upset. Because we were raw-dogging it, and I was like, I don't want my vaginal health to be fucked by some child with a big dick. Like, I've not had an STD up to this point which in is, my life, which uh, is like... makes no sense. Like, <laughs> every, um, yeah. every wood in here. Knock on a lot of wood. Yeah. yeah. Even the time when I went, I had to be at the police and they brought me in and they were like, you don't have, I was like, are you sure? <laughs> That's what? incredible. I know. It's crazy. I got one and it was from my own hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so was, I don't know. Well, yeah, you can't be raw dogging. I know. That's also why I stopped uh, fucking him. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was like, you can't do that to Because me. then you can't just say to someone hey, I want you to wear a condom now, and then expect them to be like, be well, like, why? Why? And then you need a reason. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I went through your phone, I went and through, I yeah. found out that you were fucking somebody, your ex-girlfriend, who probably has the same diseases as she had before, but whatever. And if he knows that also you can't get pregnant, he can't be like, well, you're not on the pill. You don't have to worry about that. I know. Well, nobody believes me when I tell him that he can't get pregnant. Yeah. Oh, I guess it's here. Thank God. Relief. So I great. found my way in. I found my way in. Yeah. Hello. How yes. are you? I'm great. How you doing? I'm good, We have man. Jeffrey Gurian in the house, uh, comedy writer, comedian, author, radio personality, <laughs> laughing legends with an, uh, he has an intro from Chris Rock and... Uh, well, it's a book. Yes. <laughs> That's the name of it? Just the yeah. intro. Laughing Legends. <laughs> yeah. You have a great intro. Right. Exactly. There's... Laughing Legends. It's the book. It's the book. And Chris Rock wrote your intro. He did. Absolutely. That's sick. Isn't that sick? It's, it's fucking crazy, awesome. right? It's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then you have another book as well. 
I absolutely do. What is the name of that book? Man Robs Bank with His Chin, which you could tell is a very serious book by the title. Yes. Now, I used to write for the Weekly World News. Uh, are you familiar with that? It was the precursor to The Onion. Oh, really? Yeah, and I had my own column called Gurian's World of the Bazaar. And so the guy, so the guy who wrote the foreword to this book is Scott Dickers, the guy who created The Onion, oh. which was a big honor to me. That's awesome. Yeah, so I got Chris Rock and Scott Dickers. And I mean... Who, who knows who Chris Rock is? Not many, many no, people. Yeah, but I know who Scott Digger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll put a link up to Chris's work, just so, so everyone knows. <laughs> so robbing the bank with your chin is, uh, is fiction, I believe, right? No, they're all true stories. Uh, I, I, I don't sleep. I search the world for the most unusual stories. Like, you know, college professor fired for casually removing his spine in class. You, you know you can't do that, right? You're not allowed to remove body parts. <laughs> you and, can? You can. And then ask the students to help reinsert them. Wait, I mean, what? the students were in an uproar. They're like, what if it goes in wrong? I, I can't put his spine back in. You know, That's he, a great teacher. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right? What he, a sacrifice. Yeah, some people have you dissect a frog. He's taking out his own spine. He deserves a promotion. He would, like, whip out his spine and slump to the ground in a pile of clothing. Only his face would be looking up and he would ask the students to help him reinsert his spine and after the first few times they realized he was doing it on purpose you know and uh, you can't do that you just cannot because who wants that responsibility of reinserting someone's spine would you want to do that Mara uh yeah oh yeah (laughs) I mean do I have to be successful (laughs) what country what, what country was this this was uh in eastern Europe yeah, yeah, and he claimed that he did it because they they uh, they changed the curriculum without telling him, and he was under a lot of stress. This sounds like mm-hmm. a Woody Allen story, yeah, like right. a well, fake. A, a like he would take out do. the lower spine or the. It's the entire spine with all the nerves hanging. He would just r- reach behind. It was as the result of an accident, you know. He had uh, he had a removable <laughs> spine. Is true, man. Yeah, uh, you know, there's there's so there's a whole book of stories like man with uh, infant's head sues for discrimination. Did you hear about that story? No, I haven't heard this one. What happened? Oh, well, with this one? His, his 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 name is Luigi Capo de was Infante. Carrying the baby's head around? No, or? no, he, he's, he's, he's six foot one. He, he suffers from infantilism. Mm. He's a, a normal sized guy, but he has the head of a six month old infant. And his name is Luigi Capo de Infante, we which he saying. claims he has no idea that his head, trans, that his name translates to mean head of an infant in Italian. He says it was strictly a coincidence. And he claims that he can't get a job on Wall Street. And they claim that. The reason he can't get a job is because he misrepresented his financial experience. They need someone to run a multi-billion dollar hedge fund. He ran the cash register in a bakery. Mm. You just had a hedge fund. Did I say hedge fund? I meant hedge fund. Yeah, Yeah, I I meant to say a a multi-billion dollar hedge fund. Head fund is more like it. Anyway, so all these stories are, you know, I gather them from all over the world. The most unusual stories. Yeah, missed, an unusual story. M- missed by mainstream media. That's the key. The, the mainstream media doesn't pick these up. They really up. look over those things. They <laughs> overlook them all the time. And I feel it's my duty to bring them to the public. And what you about can find any it? unusual oh. divorce stories? Is there, are there any unusual, unusual divorce stories? Unusual divorce stories? Um, well, there is one in there about a... A, a, a regular man with an infant penis? <laughs> That's man, Andrew. <laughs> man killed... <laughs> <laughs> Man killed for giving girlfriend a snail instead of an engagement ring. Mm. That was he should have never done that. I mean, she was waiting twenty years to be engaged, and oh. she thought he was finally ready to pop the question. He took her to this fancy restaurant in uh, 
uh, in the small town where they live, and he ordered the best wine. I think it was ten dollars a bottle, and uh, yeah, I mean he went, he really all, out. went all out. And then, and then when it comes time, she's waiting twenty years to be, and he he presents her with a tiny snail. He had read that in the Fiji Islands, when a, when a man likes a woman, he gives her a small snail, mm. and she was enraged, and she killed the snail, and then she killed him. Oh. And when the police came, she said, I would have been happy with just a plain ring. Why did he have to give me that snail? Hmm. It makes sense when you think about so it, right? So I wonder if she met anybody since. I, no, she's in jail now. <laughs> she's in jail. She's in jail. <laughs> she's in jail. Not for killing him, for killing the snail. Yeah, the snail. Because Peter came after her for that. And you can't mess with those people. <laughs> so no. are you married? They were together 20 years? <laughs> Twenty before years the engagement? before the engagement. When did and they meet? He, they never got engaged. And then he popped a snail yeah. on her. And and on Gila Bend was the name of the town mm. where they were from. I think I've it's been in, there. You yeah. have. It's, yeah, they're it's known a, for the snails. It's very small. <laughs> yeah, for small, for yeah. tiny snails, right? It's kind of like uh, they don't touch the. It's like escargot, but smaller. But smaller. But smaller. Yeah. And they actually treat like the snails Escar like cows in India. They no one touches the they're snails. Sacred. They're everywhere. They're all over the road. They're sacred snails. That's probably how he got his. Yeah. But she did, she wasn't going for it. Yeah. A lot, a lot of women don't want a snail. Yeah. These days, anyway. My Years second, ago. My second. Husband? Got you a slug? No, he got me an iPod shuffle in a tiny box, and he had said before that he was going to get me a ring at this particular time. <laughs> and I took the iPod shuffle, I opened it up, and I was like, what the fuck? And I threw it across the restaurant. Because <laughs> I thought it was a ring. Because it was small. Yeah, was no. Girls are, girls are tired of jewelry. I used to give girls an egg if I really liked them. Hard-boiled? No, no, just a regular <laughs> egg. I would send an egg to their home, and I would just like be just like... Like just from the grocery store? Just a regular egg. <laughs> I would draw a face on it or something like yeah. that, but I just thought it would be unique, because girls are tired of jewelry. And you would send us how? UPS? Or how <laughs> so, well, if, 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 you know, sometimes I would drop it off, yeah. you know, to make sure, because I would put it in a box with cotton, and also when they opened it up, there was this smiling egg looking up at them, and uh, people never forgot that actually. And you've been the Jeffrey is a lady killer. <laughs> very yeah. few girls well, he's a get handsome eggs. man. He's got he's well dressed. Very, very <laughs> few. He's the best dressed guest we've ever had. I know. You know how long Ever. it took me to start performing Jesus because of God. that? I didn't have clothing that was old enough to go on stage. <laughs> 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 Most guys go on stage looking like they're homeless. It's, it's fucking yeah, frightening. That's what right? I go for. <laughs> yeah. you, that homeless right? look. Look, if I put that on, I don't. I, be, I I don't think I know enough words to wear that jacket. <laughs> I can't. I don't. I don't Even know in eighty degree weather, I wear a jacket. Jacket on the beach, it's sick. It's crazy. I, I'm always with a jacket because it looks half dressed to me to go out without a jacket, just a shirt and pants. It looks very strange to me. It's just an image that I have in my head. You wear a fucking a person sports coat on the beach? On the beach. I wear a coat and scarf on the beach. <laughs> And, 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 and swim fins. Swim right. fins. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, can't, yeah, yeah. you can't go out without swim fins. You need you your know fins. That. You got to have swim fins. So. Yeah. I did, I, I did you a put special. them on before you walk on the beach. I did a special some years ago. Prominent businessmen who wear swim fins to the office mm. because it gives you a certain look. It does. When you walk in someplace with swim fins, people notice that. They, and they give you the respect that you deserve. Well, you got to walk in backwards. You got to, well, tough. however you do it. <laughs> 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 it's, however you do it, it's a very interesting presentation. It is. But you wear a jacket with the fins. Oh, you of know, course. You know, not just casual. You have to, you know. What, Appearance um, is important. The So you've been I'm divorced. sorry, you're speechless now. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, what is your I'm relationship sorry. history? 
Give us a little. Give us a little. Oh, I was married for quite a while, and I have egg two beautiful daughters. Awesome. Yeah, no, serious, and I'm, and and I'm very grateful to my ex-wife. You know, she was a great mom, and yeah, she gave me the 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 best gift that you can give somebody. And I always talk about that because a lot of times when people break up, they hate each other. And they try to destroy each other's life. And mm-hmm. I, I was very lucky, very blessed that I was with a sane person who didn't feel that way. And we get along very well. So why didn't the marriage work? It just, not everybody's supposed to be in your life forever. You know, sometimes you meet people and they're supposed to be in your life for a certain period of time. And you can't predict that. You know, there's no way to predict it. But you just hope that if it does have to end, that it doesn't end with animosity. Because that's horrible. Especially if you share children together. To me, that's an amazing gift. Not mm-hmm. everyone has that opportunity to have children. And to me, that was very important. And so there's not a lot of humor in this part of the show. No, no, it's but, fine. But, it's but, a- you know, but it's something that's very important to me. I talk about it a lot when people ask me about that. Mm-hmm. Because um, from a spiritual point of view, everyone has a path. And you know, if you're lucky, someone will cross your path that you can spend time with and create a family with. And to me, that was something that was very important. If I didn't have that, my life personally would feel empty to me. Not everyone has that gift and people deal with it in different ways. But I, I feel that I, I, you know, I was lucky. I'm now, I'm friends with her and her husband. Uh, she had three more children after me. She adopted two children Wow. and had another one of her own. Well, <clears throat> What's interesting about that is that those two children needed to be adopted and that little girl needed to be born and that couldn't have happened had I stayed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a bigger picture than that. Oh, absolutely. And, and so, you know, but but you can only see that in retrospect. At the time you're going through it, it's miserable. It's painful, it's horrible, it's sad and How did you meet it her makes initially? No sense. We met through uh, through a uh, a relative of hers, a cousin who was a friend of mine. And she said, I want you to meet my cousin. And I thought to myself, I know you so well. There must be something wrong with this girl. <laughs> How come I never met her before? You know, and, and but from the first night we met, we were together and stayed together. Where was this? And uh, in New York City. Okay. Oh, so you're from here? Yeah, and we were married for 12 years. And we had great stuff. And it just, but... But you said you went through some pain and heartbreak and... Well, that happens when you're breaking up. Mm-hmm. That's that's a horrible thing. And everybody who's ever been in any kind of relationship knows you don't marry everyone you date, obviously, oh. right? So, <laughs> so uh, You don't? You get engaged to them. <laughs> you oh, just yeah. get engaged yeah. with a small snail. Oh, with a very small. And a very tiny snail. Not and, a big and, snail. And not a big... A big snail won't work in a, in a situation like that. It's better than it's a small be a ring. very small, tiny snail. Uh, <laughs> the jewelers <Yeah. laughs> on 47th Street are horrified to hear that you could give a woman a snail instead of uh, jewelry. But um, and now I lost my place because I was thinking about snails. Uh, <laughs> well, I lost my place in my met, old history. Uh, Very you young. Met. I was in my twen- early 20s. And, you know, and really it was. Was she Jewish? Yes. Was there family pressure for you guys no, to get married or for her? Not. None at all. Her parents were so nice. They were ni- the nicest people that I ever met. Do you still and she communicate was so with kind. them? Well, her parents have passed away, so it's it's harder to communicate with them. But I, <laughs> you do. I, I send them prayers. Yeah. I send them prayers. They were the nicest, kindest people, and they made me feel so welcome, as my parents did with her. It was, you know, it was a 
like a perfect match when we met. Everything, everything seemed wonderful. But you never know what happens in life. And it was a perfect match for 12 years. Yeah, it was. Yes. Everything was great, you know, and we had these two beautiful children. And I was very nervous to have kids because I think every man is nervous to have children. Um, you have kids? Uh, no. No. Oh, Not that well, well, it's a very <laughs> I have big, snails. It's a very big decision, man. <laughs> yeah. Before you have children, you know. And you were young. Yeah, and I was very young, and she wanted to have kids, and I was really nervous about it. I didn't know, you know. And I'm so happy that she was able to convince me that it was a good thing to do, because there's nothing like that. Once you see that baby, it's crazy. It's it's just crazy. The, the, were you financially stable at the time? Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. financially stable, and I had a lot of material things, and things were cool. I was able to uh, raise my family in a, Where did you raise in a nice them? place in Westchester. Oh, you nice! Know, in, in a in a in a nice suburb in Westchester, I bought a house. By the time I was 28, man, I had like a lot of stuff. I had a house and a few cars and a whole bunch of stuff, you know, and 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 a family, you know, yeah. and. Uh, and that's like a, uh, you know, these days people don't get married till they're much older very often. It's very hard to connect with people these days. There's a world of lunatics out there. It's very easy to meet a maniac. You know what I mean? If that's your well, especially goal. especially here in New York. Yeah. Especially yeah. here in this room. Yeah. That, <laughs> exactly. Don't look at me, man. Oh, yeah, you're so normal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I have kids. Uh, no, if that's your goal is to meet a, a maniac, you can do that all the time. And I used to draw that in. I was like a magnet for maniacs, but... I've been working on changing my Used energy. Used to as in how long ago? Mm, a few minutes. Two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> no. On my way in here, I met a normal woman, but uh, no, no, but no. You know, like it's 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 a process because you draw into your life what you put out. You yes. Know? And I was like, you know, I was a wild man, so I met crazy women. You After know? you were and, divorced, yeah, and then, yeah, and then. Did you ever have another serious relationship, or did you just? I've became... had a few, but never where, ne- never where it came close to marriage. You know, did you Which, introduce them to your kids? Uh, a couple of times, yes. Did yeah. you start wearing your fins after when they were the serious. divorce? <laughs> but but never in front of the children. No, I, I was very careful who I introduced my kids to. I had yeah. a few long term relationships where they met my kids, um, because you can't do that to kids. It's really hard for them. Like when you break up. The kids feel like they're breaking up too, you know, and that's rough. And, and, and any parent knows that I, it's kind of intuitive that you don't bring everybody to your house, you know. But um, that's basically my story. <laughs> the yeah. thing is that, you know, I always like to bring out that that it's important to get along with people after you break. I mean, if you don't have kids, it doesn't matter. You never have to see them again. But if you share children with somebody... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, I come it's from horrible a- to be in that place where you're suing each other, where you're asking for things, where you're, where you're involved in legal things, where lawyers are getting all the money and there's nothing left for your family. We didn't do that. We made up before we broke up what we were going to do and how we were going to split it up so that by the time we got lawyers, we told them what to do. And that was like a, a really smart thing yeah. because lawyers will drain you. You know, once oh, you start doing that. All you needed was that. a mediator, really. Yeah, basically. I, I took very little. I took one car and my stereo system. <laughs> yeah, you need a stereo system. Yeah, I took my pimp mobile with me because uh, th- that was important, you know. Uh, I had a car 
My first car was a car that had been made for one of the Isley brothers. The only way I could describe it was it was a Mandarin orange Eldorado, like like the pimps drove back in the day. I don't know if you ever. I I had met this pimp from Maryland, and I was very impressed with his lifestyle. And, I, and you have his jacket on. And I, I do. I, do. I, have his, I have his entire wardrobe yeah, and uh, his actually. hair. <laughs> and he had he had a gold Eldorado with a clear bubble over the passenger seat and a clear bubble over the driver's seat, like the Pope has oh, in yeah. his car. And I'm like. I need to be this guy. So I, I I went to a place in the Bronx and I bought this uh, this orange Cadillac that had been made for one of the Isley brothers. And uh, a couple of years ago, after I did Crawl Show on Comedy Central, I went to a party and people were taking pictures and this well-dressed black man came over to me with a walking stick and he goes... I need to ask you who you are. And I said, well, I'll tell you, but you got to tell me who you are first. And he goes, I'm Bernie Isley, one of the Isley brothers. And I'm like, fuck, I had your car, man. (laughs) And I told him about the orange Cadillac. And he goes, yeah, that was my Uncle Marvin's car. And he decided not to take it. And I said, well, I bought it and I put a Rolls Royce grill on it and straps in the back. And I said, and I bought it at Dick Gidron Cadillac. And he goes, now I know you're on the level because no white man ever went into Dick Gidron Cadillac. (laughs) (laughs) And I was driving this car, man, and pimps turned around and hookers would would follow me. I mean, it was crazy because nobody normal drove it. But I loved that car and I played my Superfly tapes. And it was, man, my wife is like, we're Jewish and we live in Scarsdale. Why am I driving an orange Cadillac? Well, especially like you don't get it. Your kids, I mean, you moved back to the city then? Yeah, and yeah, you're driving I, the pimp mobiles. I moved back to the city, and well, your kids are in Scarsdale or Westchester. Yeah, and I'm and driving this. So when they're hanging out with dad, they're in the pimp mobile in the city. So and mom's got and the minivan. Like, yeah, and they're like, uh, "Why can't you be like the other dads?" <laughs> Yeah, and I'd be like, "Well, you'd understand if I was Mick Jagger," and they'd be like, "Yeah, dad, but you're not." Yeah, <laughs> when and did I was you start like, comedy? Oh. Oh, man, I've been in the comedy world for, like, decades. I was writing for Rodney Dangerfield in 1980. Okay, so this is pre-divorce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and what was Rodney and like? I was writing. Rodney was the best, man. He was so fun to work with. Man, I used to hang out at the club. And as a matter of fact, I perform there now, and... Tony Bavacqua, his partner, still owns the club. Yeah. And when I first came back, I was wandering around just seeing what had changed because it's, it's really the same as it was then. And I was sitting in Rodney's old dressing room and Tony walks in and he says to me, Jeffrey, I can picture you sitting there with Rodney back in the 80s writing jokes together because that's what I used to do. And I was so glad that he said that. It would have been so different if I went to him and said, hey, Tony, do you remember when I was here with Rodney? (laughs) But he said to me, I remember you sitting there with him, you know, and Rodney was the best. He would sit there with uh, pajamas and a bathrobe, not not hip pajamas and a bathrobe, just old pajamas and a bathrobe. And he would tell me jokes like, hey, Jeff, uh, what's the difference between Jews and Italians? And I'd be like, I don't know, right? (laughs) He goes, they both take a leak in the sink, but the Jews take the dishes out first. (laughs) (laughs) Marvin is talking about how she pisses in the sink. You do? Well, she's a lady. That's why I'm here. She's not a Jew or Italian, but She's obviously a lady. Yeah. And uh, she says, may I, before she does that anyway. Like I say, may I, before I come. I was very... I was brought up to be very polite. A true gentleman. You know, well, Jewish, you know. We, that's I'm how Jewish we're as well, up. but so from Florida. That. So I don't know. Southern Andrew just Jew. taps people he just taps before people. he does. He goes, to you just say, may I? <laughs> yeah, I give a tap. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, what if the trick says no? <laughs> like, yeah. How do you hold that back? You're, you got to squeeze real hard, man. It's, <laughs> yes. it's rough. It's very rough. So I was writing, 
you know, and I was writing for Joan Rivers and I was, I was writing for the Friars Roast and Richard Belzer and a whole bunch of people that were around in those days. Do you feel like uh, comedy stopped you from getting into a serious relationship? Uh, you do meet a different kind of people in the comedy world. It's very hard. I mean, like, I wasn't performing in those days. It took me a lot of years to get, to get up on stage because, you know, if you start performing in your 20s and nobody knows you, you have the freedom to bomb, which mm -hmm. is how you get better. Nobody gives a fuck because nobody ever heard of you. So you right. go up on stage and you do what you do, and that's how you learn. By the time I got up the courage to perform, I knew too many people. I had written for a lot of people, and I was kind of like an industry name, I guess. And I was very nervous to go up on stage, and it took a, a lot for me to, to do it. I just had to convince myself, like, you can't go through your whole life and not do your dream. So I finally started performing about 10 years ago or so, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, and, you know, I believe in confronting your uncomfortability. I was a very severe stutterer until I was in my 20s. I stuttered so badly that I couldn't say my name. And I worked on myself. I was determined not to go through my whole life as a stutterer. My parents took me for speech classes and shit and speech therapy, and no one was able to help me because no one really knows the cause of stuttering. But I realized one day that I didn't stutter when I was alone. I only stuttered when I was trying to talk to somebody else. And I was given, I consider it grace. I was given the grace to realize that you can't have a disability based on your location. Right? If a man has a limp, he limps in every room of his house. He can't go into a room, close the door, and walk perfectly. But if I didn't stutter when I was alone, then it meant that there was really nothing wrong with me. It was in my head. Hmm. So I worked on myself for years, and I took my mind apart, and I examined my thoughts. And that's when I, I came to realize that not all of our thoughts are valid. Like every one of us creates our thoughts. Thought is just energy, right? And you create your thoughts based on your experience in life. So somewhere along the way, I got a very negative image of myself and I created a disability for myself, which, which wasn't real. And uh, now as an avocation, I work with stutterers and I teach them how not to stutter. Because oh, wow. as, as you can see, I no longer stutter. It could come back tomorrow if I let it, but I refuse to stutter. We all hear the stutter. You, you do? You yeah, can hear it's it? pretty you bad. Tell? Yeah, it's pretty it's bad. Really, it's pretty bad, right? I don't know if anyone's ever told you, but it's bad. <laughs> Nobody ever had the courage to tell me you're the first guy. Yeah, everyone's Fuck. been talking about and it. And here I thought it was gone. That totally I sucks, a word man. He said. Yeah, it's been. That I've totally... heard six words since he's been here. Oh, my God. So maybe what and you're here hearing. I'm presenting yeah. myself. See, I. Well, that, maybe I changed my hearing instead of my mind. Uh, yeah. That's what I did. Because it sounded good to me. I don't no, know. No, it's bad. It's so bad. it's terrible. Maybe that's huh? why you were more evolved in your relationship, because you were so introspective as it, well, while you were younger. I was that way my whole life. I always was looking for knowledge and truth and looking into the real meaning of things. Mm -hmm. That's what I, how I was when I was a kid. I'm very into healing and energy work. And I started as a child. I was given this ability to take away certain pain with my hands. And I used that all my life. And so I was a very weird kid, I guess, because that was always interesting to me. And I was always looking for, for truth and why things happen. You know, most people lead their lives on... I don't want it to sound judgmental. If you know anything about chakras, are you into that at all? A little. Okay, so most people lead their life within the, uh, the first three chakras, which is money, sex, and power. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with any of those as long as you take them to the higher levels because they're, they're really basic instincts that we have, but they get blown out of proportion. 
And the idea is to work towards a higher state of consciousness. And that was always something that I wanted to do. So I think that's what allowed me to look into my mind and change my thinking patterns. Mm -hmm. Because it's very hard to be objective. Like you're holding thoughts right now, probably about no, me. Not. No, <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking about how I don't have any money, sex, or power. <laughs> That's literally all I was thinking about. Because you're in the higher chakras. That's why. Or you're, very you're low. Obviously <laughs> like or, a, or very low. So, uh, so how are you? How are you getting your dick wet these days? Oh well, that's an interesting question. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's, it's so funny because people ask me all the time and I never talk about women on the air that I'm with. Uh -huh. I've never done that. Even as a kid, I never told other guys. It was never, it, it felt very like private stuff. Mm -hmm. You might think this is really lame being a woman who's willing to talk about shit like that. But I always thought that when a woman shares herself with you, that it's something private and personal. And I never told my friends, I never went to guys and say, hey, you know, I was just with this chick and you know what she did. That never seemed like fun to me. Because uh, it's based on trust. Oh, absolutely. And a relationship can be either for one night or for years. It doesn't matter. Um, again, it sounds very lame, but when you coming, when you're connecting with somebody on that level and you're sharing an intimacy, mm -hmm. it's coming from your heart. And for me, that's something important. Uh, I never took we it lightly. We like to share so, just because people like to understand that they're not alone in their tragedy and their journey and their, wherever they're at, it's completely normal. So if they hear someone with a similar experience, they're like, oh, I'm not alone in this. Oh, absolutely. This and that's before. important too, when people can identify with your situation. Mm -hmm. I've always loved women from the time Me I was too. a little kid, man. You too? <laughs> so we have a lot in common. We do. Yeah, we're both lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love women, you know, and I like I've everything they're about. I've been with more women about. than Andrew has. Really? Yeah. Well, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Four. <laughs> yeah, well. That yeah. is a good statement to make. Yeah, there's something special about women. They function on a much higher level than men. I'm amazed that men meet any women at all. <laughs> <laughs> really? I, you know, I did some films for, for Playboy TV a long time ago, and I brought in Richard Belzer and Gilbert Gottfried and uh, Phil Hartman, the late Phil Hartman at the time, you know. And uh, I had to audition girls from strip clubs mm -hmm. because in those days, actresses didn't work out. They weren't in the kind of shape that people are in today, you know. And I didn't know anybody in the topless business, so I... Um, I said to Playboy, I can't go to a, a strip club and say I'm from Playboy without a letter. I look like a douche. Like, I'm going to walk in there. Oh, I'm from Playboy. Every guy says he's from Playboy, right? With your car in with, front. With my pimp <laughs> yeah. in front, right. So, so they gave me a letter introducing me, and I went and I met everybody in the strip club business and all the hot, hot clubs at the time. And... Um, you know what? I just blanked out. Why am I even telling you this story? <laughs> You're saying how women are fantastic. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, so I'm in the strip clubs like every night and I'm auditioning people. And after a few months of doing it's that. It's nice it was business. Pardon me? It's nice it was business. Yeah, it was right business. Otherwise, business. I wouldn't you be wouldn't there. Be there. I yeah, would, why would business. I go to yeah. a strip club? business. <laughs> Who would ever be there if you didn't have to be there? It was torture. You had a letter. I had a letter. And that's it. And I, 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 I mailed it to them, you know. And, but after a few months, I started hating men. And I said I could understand why strippers like each other. Because men act stupid when they, especially if there's alcohol involved, when oh they start God. to drink. 
It's amazing to me, and that's why I started thinking. It's amazing that that men meet any women at all because the Cleveland they Improv is hooked to a strip club. And I was walking through with some of the comedians, and this guy is holding one of the strippers, and he's like, "Yeah, you don't know what I've been through this last week. It's just been really hard." I'm like. You're dumping your load on a poor stripper? Like, shut the fuck up. This girl's probably been through way more than you. Yeah, dump your real load. Exactly. (laughs) There's an entire world of men out there trying to figure out how to make women make them come. That's that's it. Men are just trying to figure out how to get women to take off their clothes. I mean, it's like, so in a strip club, it it could be. It is. It, It definitely could be. But I think that... I think women have a very um, intuitive sense of who they can trust and who they can be with. Yes. Un- until they get drunk. Did you read that story recently about the girl on the reality show? Oh, with the the Bachelorette. Yeah, one? yeah, in Paradise. Yeah. Yes. It was a crazy story. Girls drink too much sometimes, and then they blame whatever happens, like afterwards. On, on they the say man. that they didn't really want to be doing that, right. and they they reviewed this uh, the video footage and said that he didn't really do anything wrong. But in the beginning, they were all over him. I mean, it's not settled yet. It's far from being settled. But it's just interesting how that happens. Uh, when people drink, they do things. You know, if you go into a blackout, you don't know what you're doing. But nobody really knows if you're in a blackout or not. Right. You can but say you don't remember. Like- oh, I feel like the responsibility can then lie on... The other person because the, one the, not the ones that's not blacked out. But what if they're both blacked out? Then I think it's fair game. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's it, very hard to tell. It's yeah. a moot point, but it just so happens that in all these stories, there's always alcohol involved. Somebody always drank more than they wanted to. And it's very hard to prove what happens, you know? Yeah, with drugs, there's no stories like this. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the, the moral happy. of the story is just stick to drugs. Yeah, right? just drugs. Don't drink, just stick to drugs. Just acid or ecstasy. That's our uh, suggestion. <laughs> yeah, anytime We're, I made a mistake, it was booze related every time. Yeah, it, it's like we get beer muscles and we you don't think straight. You just had a glass straight. of wine last night. Yeah, and I... Uh, Fuck the snail. <laughs> <laughs> a big snail. Against its will. Yeah. Against, you took advantage of a snail. Well, you know, she didn't have the that, shell. <laughs> <laughs> that lubricant on the bottom that helps them slide, that's uh, amazing. It's right? almost slug-like. It's unbelievable. Or yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, there, um, so much shit, though, uh, involves alcohol. Like, people blaming shit. Nobody wants to take, what's the word? Nobody wants to take accountability for their actions. Yes. People want to blame shit on other stuff. You know, sometimes we just make a bad choice. That's all. Yeah. We all know what that's like. And the next day you're like, who the fuck was that that I was in? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you did that for 12 years. Yeah. No, no, I'm kidding. That I'm was kidding. a good I know, I know, I know. You go for the joke. It's okay. No. I never make fun of her. I'm so grateful to her, man. No, it's great. Really. I never got married again. I you know, s- I never found anybody to marry. So if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have what I have. Do you think it helped that she was strong enough and then she ended up in a relationship? And she, an, a new marriage, and she, you know, adopted, obviously. Well, she, I'm very glad for her yeah. because I think, look, it's hard to be alone, and I think it's easier for a guy to be alone when you break up than a woman. Yeah. I mean, you know, most women are not hanging out in clubs. I was a club person for my whole life, so it was a bit easier for me socially to go into 
back into that scene because I had always been connected to the nightlife scene in New York. Mm -hmm. And when you're not connected to that, it's just harder for a woman to meet people. So I was really happy for her that she met a great guy and they're in love and they're together for a long time already. Did you have any jealousy at the beginning or anything? Did Only you any about feelings? my house because I gave them my house. <laughs> I, had, I had a big house. So man. you would have been fine with her living there alone, but then in a as small soon as studio. you were like... Well, it was hard for me because <laughs> I, I moved into a little apartment, me and a snail. It was yeah. like <laughs> just a small snail and You're myself. Like, you gotta go, snail. <laughs> it was, there was hardly room for the snail. It was, it was just... Uh, it was, I moved into a little studio apartment and I had left this big house. And that's a hard thing for a guy to like have nice things and then you give them up, you know, for your freedom, you know. But I, I wanted them to keep the house because I wanted my children to grow up in the house that they would have grown up in had I stayed. That was very important to me. Mm -hmm. And I fulfilled all my responsibilities as a dad because I think you're a scumbag if you don't. Mm -hmm. If you have children... Uh, it's your responsibility to make sure that they're comfortable and that you take care of them to the best of your ability. And I always did that. And I made sure that all their school was taken care of and camps and whatever they had to do. So I feel very You're comfortable that I camps. did this. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ironically, we love camps. camps I know. <laughs> How sick is that, right? I know. Yeah. Which but only camp? in the summer. Only, I don't even remember. Uh, I, I went to Kutcher's in the Catskills. Oh, Cat I know skills. Kutcher's, yeah. man. That was a great hotel. Well, Kutcher's was a great, yeah. That's where a lot I of comedy, comedy and the Concord. Up. Man, I used to go up there. Well, Milton Berle was my sponsor in the Friars Club, if you remember who that was. Yeah. You remember that? A lot of young people these days don't even know Milton Berle. But uh, I used to go up there to see a lot of comics, and that's how I got started writing for a lot of them. Because you could go to the hotels and meet them when they got off stage. And then I'd be like, you guys, you know, I'm a writer and I want to write jokes for you. And, you know, I met a lot of people that way. A lot of that's people awesome. went through to Catskills, right? Could, oh, man, yeah. The, the, I, it's hard... People today wouldn't believe how many hotels up there, the, the Concord and Grossinger's and... Uh, uh, Neverly. The Neverly Hotel, <laughs> the Slutsky family. I used to... Did you ever hear of Lenny Schultz? Crazy Lenny Schultz? If you ever have a chance, look him up. He's a comedian that everyone should know. He's still alive. He's about in his 80s and he lives in Florida. And uh, Billy Crystal talks about him. David Letterman will say he the funniest guy ever. Uh, he used to be on Laughing occasionally. He would come out as the bionic chicken. <laughs> the first time I met him, he had challenged a bag of garbage to a wrestling match. Who won? At Catch a Rising Star. <laughs> okay, when Catch a Rising Star was on First Avenue, when Louis Ferranda, who runs Caroline's, oh, yeah. when he was a bartender at Catch a Rising Star, I'm going back, and... Um, I lost my train of thought again. What the fuck was I talking about? <laughs> You're in a strip club. Yeah. The garbage bag. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I walk in, and there's a comedian, Dick Capri, who is the first comedian that I ever wrote for, who is one of the stars of Catskills on Broadway. Okay. And he introduces me to Lenny Schultz, and as I said, he had just finished wrestling a bag of garbage on stage, and he was in the middle of having an argument with his shirt. And I said, this is a guy I need to know. He was arguing with the flowers on his shirt, but in a very strange accent. And he was just insane. And uh, he would perform at the Neverly Hotel. And I would request, I was very friendly with the owners. And whenever I would go up to visit, I would say, please have Lenny Schultz. And he would give a microphone to the audience. And you'd have to yell out, go crazy, Lenny. And the louder you would yell, the crazier he would. He had a table of props. And he would stuff cottage cheese down his pants with a grapefruit. And he would march with a tiny... <laughs> I mean, he, he had a whole table yeah. of props. He would juggle water. He would do 
insane things and it was the craziest show that anyone had ever seen there's nothing around today that matches that maybe eric andre mm-hmm. you know have, have you seen his show yeah, yeah. yeah crazy fucking show right eric andre is a maniac and i love him yeah he's great oh he's he's just incredible but there's nobody doing that kind of insane shit and he so he used to perform up there the catskills were an incredible source of comedy in those days and it's gone man Comics yeah. used to do a set at uh, in the Catskills and then drive to the Poconos. There were hotels there. Mm-hmm. They would go back and forth and do sets. And, and you know, it's, Didn't it's just lost. Didn't we do something with Anthony DeVito? A one-nighter the there? <laughs> yeah. I think so. And Nick Vratterat. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was interesting. He's funny, dude. Oh, yeah, he's, he, he's a crazy he's, guy. He's also he's insane. Well, he won the Andy Kaufman thing. Yeah. I, I, you know, uh, I was a judge at that contest for a couple of years. Uh, Nick I think I was a judge the year that he won. He's he's one of those rare guys who does crazy shit from the audience before he even gets on stage. Oh, he's the best. But there's very few people that think that far outside the box. And I love people that are that unique, like Judah Friedlander, man. Mm-hmm. He'll come up with obscure references on the style of Gilbert Gottfried, also so unique. And he was always that way. From the early days, Gilbert was always that way, uh, performed with his eyes closed, you he know? lives here. I see him all oh, the yeah, time. Oh yeah, yeah. He's 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 here all the time. He's always around. <laughs> just just phenomenal. Just an all single, all single dudes. No, uh, Gilbert's married. He is. Yeah, he's got two kids. Yeah. Those are his two children. Lily I and thought Max. those were his children. No, his wife said. Uh, you know, I say to her, you actually you trust him with the children. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him almost get run over in the street a few times. I'm like, yeah, Gilbert. He won. She says it's like raising three kids, having, <laughs> having him with the kids. But he's very good with the kids. He's Do you a have great any dad. advice for uh, our divorce listeners on healing and moving forward? That's a good question. You know, is, well, to give up resentment is very important to work on that. There's a great saying. I don't know if you heard of it. Resentment is like you taking poison, expecting the other person to die. Right. And, 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 and it's true. When you walk around resenting someone, they're not thinking about you at all. And, and you're thinking about them every waking moment. Because most of us are very obsessive, but we don't admit it. But a lot of us have this OCD. You have a thought, you can't get rid of it. Yes. You find yourself dwelling on something and you're fucking thinking about it from the time you wake up till you go to sleep. Yes. So that's not healthy. So you have to train your mind to let go of certain things. So if you're divorced... A lot of people have very unhappy experiences, and there's a spiritual aspect to divorce. First of all, as I said earlier, to realize that not everybody is meant to be in your life forever. We're supposed to learn lessons. And when you're in the midst of pain, it's very hard to think these things. You have to try, you, you have to work hard to incorporate them into your thinking. You have to consciously. It does, you have to yes. consciously make an effort to change the way you think, or else you're going to stay miserable. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people don't meet people that they can connect with. You know, it's very hard to meet people these days. And you see other people with people in couples, and you're like, why can't I meet anybody, right? Well, it's also like a joke. You can't force it. It has to be You can't force organic. it. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it has the universe's to be. path that you're My daddy on. used to always say that. <laughs> Your <Yeah>. daddy's. <laughs> There's a lot of luck involved, too, man. You know, you have to be in the right place at the right time, you know, and... 
I don't know. It's a it's it's a crazy thing. There's no one answer for it. But and go to strip clubs, right? Yes. Yeah. But get a letter a, only if you get a letter and have an egg. You gotta egg. have to have a letter. Have a letter of introduction and bow. And an egg. And, 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 <laughs> From and a notary. Bow. It's gotta be notarized. <laughs> and treat those women well, you know, those strippers. And don't be spineless. It's a hard job, right? man. It it's is a hard, hard job. job. Yeah, and I give the, you know, there's so many great girls that are working in those clubs. And I always told them, but create a balance. If that's all you do, it's really hard to stay in that job. And he's not talking about on the shoes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's hard too to balance on those eight-inch heels. Yeah, and those but, platforms. But you know, but uh, if all you do, you know, because there was a time when they made tons of money. I don't mm-hmm. know how they're doing these days, but in the early days when strip clubs were first popular, those girls could make a few thousand dollars a night, and a lot of times they would just spend it all and wouldn't save it. Girls were coming in from Texas and from Florida, and they'd spend two weeks here, and then they'd go back home for two weeks, mm-hmm. you know? The creme de la creme. These days, it's any girl who's willing to take off her top, I think, can work in a topless club, you know? There's a lot of day strippers working the night hours. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's not like it used to be, you know, quality-wise. I go uh, for the chicken tender. <laughs> There's it's, a nice buffet. It's, it's, there a is a good club. buffet. Some of them, uh, yeah. People don't nice realize they some do. of the best buffets in a the nice city. Yeah, but you gotta pasta. stay late. You gotta stay late. Yeah. Like around two in the morning, they bring out the food. Yeah. But what you gotta t- be nice to those girls. A lot of those girls are hardworking girls, and you know. Agreed. They are. Um, where can we find you? And let's go over the your books again. I'm right here. Okay, but where can we find you online? <laughs> Just look over. I'm to your left. There you are. <laughs> um, you can find me online at comedymatterstv.com. And my YouTube channel, which would be very cool for people to subscribe to. I have over 400 interviews with everyone you love in comedy, from Jimmy Fallon, Chelsea Handler, John Stewart, Seth Meyers, Trevor Noah, D.L. Hughley, Amy Poehler, Amy Schumer, even women not named Amy I have on my channel. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I, I have so many interviews. I've been interviewing. I started Comedy Matters in 1999 as a zine, and it's evolved over the years. The past few years, I've been doing... Uh, video interviews on red carpets at Comedy Central events at, at Roast. I'm doing Rich Voss's birthday this coming oh, cool. Monday. I just shot the Crapshoot Festival in Vegas. I'll be doing Montreal next next month as I've been doing for 25 years I've been going there. Awesome. And so I shoot all these special events. And, now and what's that a, channel? Well, it, it, it's on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Gurian News Network. Okay. Gurian News Network. So we'll post that on our site as well. And and you'll see all these interviews with everybody you like uh, Tracy Morgan and his wife, Bob Saget. I have everybody there. And um, on Twitter, at Jeffrey Gurian. Instagram, at Jeffrey Gurian. Sweet. And uh, and that's about it. Awesome. And Andrew, where can we find you? Uh, oh, my books. You asked me about oh, yes. my books. I'm sorry, Andrew. It's fine. It's, it's fine. They hear cause, me every cause week. Because you're here all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I only get a chance to do this once. Yeah. So so it, uh, my first book is uh, Laughing Legends. It's about the history of the comic strip. And Chris Rock wrote the introduction. And it's interviews with Jerry Seinfeld, Billy Crystal, Ray Romano, Lisa Lampanelli, Susie Essman, every big star that came out of the comic strip, which opened in 76, you know. Jerry recently just did his Netflix special mm-hmm. there, and they changed the club to look like it did in 1976. And I was there. I was watching it with George Wallace, who's Jerry's Hello, best George. friend. Yeah, he's a very dear friend of mine. And um, my other book is called Man Robs Bank with His Chin. Um, you know what Richard Lewis wrote on the front? Let me, let, me, let me just read this one blurb. He said, 
These hilarious stories and the author's longtime reputation as a top comedian makes you wonder why he isn't selling out clubs in North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, you're still young. And that's Richard Lewis. I you're got time. Young. I got, got time. time. And now with all this stuff with North Korea, it's, there's still a chance. There, yeah, you go over there with Rod, have Rodman it's open for you. It's very timely. It's very timely. Very timely. Uh, Nick Kroll wrote, Jeffrey Gurian asked me to write a blurb for his book. And this is it. <laughs> he wrote too much. Right. And, Col- and Colin Jost from Saturday Night Live wrote this. He says, ever since I met Jeffrey Gurian, good things started happening to me. Coincidence? Yes. <laughs> so I don't know if the book's funny, but the blurbs are great. The blurbs are great. Yeah, so if you like absurd comedy, this is the book for you. Man Robs Bank with His Chin. You can get both of them on Amazon. Okay, perfect. And I'm sorry I stepped on your intro so And we'll make sure to put those up on our page. It'd be so nice if you do that. That would be so cool. Of course, we'd love to. Very Um, cool. Andrew? I actually look forward to reading those. What books have you written? Especially The Laughing Legends. I really want to read it. I've read Poking the Dead Frog and Judd Apatow's book, and this seems like right in the same vein. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. That's pretty good. That's pretty corporate of me. Okay, and then you can find me on Instagram at Andrew T. Collin and Twitter, Andrew T. Collin. And uh, my book, uh, I'm still writing. It's coming. It will come out. I'm getting the pay. I'm getting paper. And uh, I think um, you're getting me a pen, Marshall. And then I feel like, you know, will you write the blurb for me? I will write the I'll All write right. anything you need. I'll, I'll draw a little snail on the bottom. <laughs> Thank you so much. That'll be cool. Marshall? Soundlaunch.com. <laughs> and you can always find us and uh, make sure to like us on Instagram at Happy Never After Podcast, where I will be posting all of uh, his links and on inst- on Twitter at HNA Pod. And also send us an email at HNAPod at gmail.com. Uh, and rate f- and review. Please, please rate and review. Please, please, please. Uh, or if you want to follow me, I'm at Mara Merrick. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week. 